You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Take 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we review the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe, which simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe. 
We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe. Civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time For an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi, Hotel family. Hope everything was well with you today. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you had a chance to do all the things that you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hoping, too, that the weather was accommodating for you to do it. Of course, if it was not, it was too hot. Or in the Northeast, it was too rainy and floods and so forth. <laughs> the whole world is hot. The hottest recorded days 
in recording weather history has just occurred these last few days. You can't tell me nothing about no climate change or global warming. It's ridiculous. And we know the we know the reason why it's happened. Like I said, and I said again, reading this article, I'm sitting in the firehouse. I'm at the kitchen table. And I'm reading this article. This is the 80s about global warming and what's going to be happening. And, and if nothing is done, what could possibly happen? And it's happening. And, you know, although there, I've seen some things on the news uh, where they're trying to, re, you know, capture things just like uh, they created some chicken um, through engineering. And um, supposedly it's, the chicken comes out naturally because you, you mix it with chick, <laughs> you know, chicken uh, uh, DNA and so forth. And so you have these chicken breasts and you put them on the grill and cut them up. It's just like chicken, right? Because, um, you know, um, cows, you know, and I'm thinking they're going to do the same thing with, with, with beef because cows uh, give off so much methane gas, you know, farting and so forth and their their waste so much methane and that's a great problem for them yeah let me just stop talking about this and get off into this program because <laughs> we know that we know what's happening you're listening to african perspectives we're here every monday wednesday and friday from 11 a.m to 1 p.m 10 to 12 central 9 to 11 mountain or 8 to 10 pacific or any other time around the world but if you cannot listen to this program live you can go to the archives at time for an awakening Dot com and that's where you should go time for an awakening.com top of the page you'll see podcast click on that to drop down you'll see african perspectives click on that and there will be programs that are dated and titled also you can use the shortcut whatever search engine that you might use time for an awakening is good because you can do that and um but put in baba oshi.net b-a-b-a-o-s-h-i.net so if you use firefox or google or whatever you can still access these programs. Uh, yeah. Other programming that we have here on Time for an Awakening. Once again, this program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and all times to give our Eastern times. And still the only other program that we have here is our, is our flagship, which is Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard on Fridays at 8 p.m. And on Sundays at 7 p.m., the number to, the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. That's right. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses. This is webuyblack.com. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses. We Buy Black. Dot com. Africa for the Africans. Brother Bomani Tayemba, he's it's gonna be a, a while unless he gets another trip soon, but the next trip up is November sixteenth through the twenty seventh of this year to Tanzania. Then there's a lot of beautiful people in Tanzania. I just saw uh, an article from um Sister Dudiami. 
and her husband they moved to Tanzania yeah man I tell you I'm, I want to go I'm going to go visit Tanzania I don't know if I'm going to make this trip but soon because I'm doing some other stuff but then after the trip to Tanzania he's going to Azania December 24th to January 4th 2024 going to Azania the outside of those who understand it is a Xenia is what the Africans call it but the Caucasians and other Africans or Negro Africans call it South Africa it's a Xenia and then in uh, March of 2024 March 29th to April 9th 2024 Liberia July 11th to July 23rd Ghana November 21st to December 2nd, Kemet, what the Greeks called Egypt, Kemet. And then April 1st through April 11th, 2025, Senegal and Gambia. Brothers and sisters, go to the website africaforthefricans.org on there's just a plethora of information for you. You can learn to buy land, you can invest, repatriate, Pan-African community in Ghana, all the documents that you need, the shots, the visas, registrations, all of these things are on that website. So if you're planning to go to Africa and uh, um, you don't have to go with Brother Bomani, you, but all the information is right there for you. Okay? All right. Habasha Incorporated. Capishaincorporated.org, helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. And um, they're just doing great work here in here in, in Atlanta and in Ghana with the Kashi Project, which they launched back in October. Go online to the Habishaincorporated.org and you can see for yourself. Great pictures. Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics Ledge. Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. They deal in the four areas of human existence, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. They're in 12 countries. Excuse me, there are 12 projects. They have 12 projects in six different countries and over 170 employed and over 260 members. Become a member of the Ledge Group. TheLedgeGroup.com Abibi Atumi. Abibi Atumi, they had their conference this past weekend, the Power Conference. And um, somehow I just can't seem to pick that up. <laughs> Abibiatumi.com. Smy Pharmacy. S M A I F A R M A C Y.com. Smyfarmacy.com. Brothers and sisters, give Brother Jabril and his lovely wife a call at 770-765-7751. That's 770-765-7751. Uh, if you want to use email, drop him a line and email at smyfarmacy at gmail. Smyfarmacy at gmail. That's S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. Smyfarmacy at gmail. He has some new products to go. That's why he was down for a while. He has some new products uh, on the page, smypharmacy.com. New essential oils and juice plus. Yeah. My, my brother. Okay. Moses West Foundation, the Moses West Foundation, automatic 
atmospheric water generating system that he has and that you know he can he has a new newsletter that you can go to yeah. June July newsletter the Moses West Foundation is the help they're providing in Puerto Rico anywhere on the planet that has issues with water they can go there and correct those issues some of them can't be done because it is environmental the, 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 the rivers have dried up the lakes have dried up but there's moisture in the air the technology is extracting the moisture from the air and separating it between the H2O molecule and others that may be harmful and then have that process go through a filterization and purification process open the tap up and you got clean drinking water you got usable water it's real family go to the moseswestfoundation.org moseswestfoundation.org am I going to get uh, my good brother maybe Moses West himself to talk about and haven't had him on in a while so we need to do that Moses West Foundation dot org <sighs> Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar located here in the West End here in Atlanta on Ralph David Abernathy across the street from Soul Vegetarian Restaurant up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna they're in an area in the West End Mall you know that area is still going strong even though they're always talking about targeting for gentrification but I I don't see it happening anytime soon at least I pray not (laughs) I hope not yeah with Dada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar the Medu bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall Mama Nia she has a fine selection of books postcards greeting cards gift certificates t-shirts figurines and so much more she does uh, book signings and readings and presentations they have she has utilization of a, a area down you know, um, downstairs of the mall. And so she has had many presentations and I did one. I'd like to do another one soon. And so check out the Medu bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Give her a call at 404-346-346, excuse me, 404-346-3263, 404-346-3263. See, you, you shouldn't be looking at another number. You're trying to give out this one number, you know what I'm saying? At least not me. Shucks. <laughs> Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar located in Lithonia, that is east of Atlanta. Take I-20, go east. Exit 74, make a left. Now you're headed north. And about a mile up the road on Main Street in Lithonia. On the left would be the Black Dot Cultural Center Bookstore and Coffee Bar. Give my good brother, Brother Gazimdi Ajamu, a call. The number is 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. The Cultural Center Bookstore and Coffee Bar. Jump back on that same road, Main Street, and now you head south. And then make a left again right back on 
I-20 East. The next exit is exit 75, Turner Hill Road. Exit Turner Hill Road, make a right, make another right, and three lights, and make a right, and there will be the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market family. Us lifting us, us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa. And it was good to listen to the uh, program this past Thursday. Hear Brother Thurman and uh, the sister did a great job. Us lifting us. Brothers and sisters, go to blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU. On Thursday night at 9 o'clock. And you too can listen to the program. From 9 to 10. If you want to call. To listen. Or to make questions, comments or concerns. Dial 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us. Lifting us. to economic development cooperative. For our people. In the spirit of Ujamaa. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop located in Macon, Georgia. They're not open on Mondays, but they're open from Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Right there in Macon, Georgia. Give my brother Beecher a call at 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. He has everything. He's got a lot going on. And he's vitally important to the brothers and sisters in Macon, Georgia. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop located 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia, inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. Contact my good sister, Shelly Amonset at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay Dash Haiti. S-O-N-J-E-A-E-Y-I-T-I dot org. Please go online to Sanjay-Haiti.org and see for yourself the great work that Sister Gabby is doing with those children in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti with their educational program, health care, sustainable agricultural program, and entrepreneurship. You know, they don't get any subsidies they rely on brothers and sisters like you to help maintain that program so Sanjay S-O-N-J-E dash I-E-T A-Y-I-T-I dot org Akaben Akaben Institute uh, Baba Baruti the school is about to start of course school starts next month <laughs> that's right here in Atlanta it starts in August in I know, and, and back in Milwaukee, you didn't, got, you, didn't, you didn't get out of school until about June, and then you went back right after Labor Day, you know? Yeah, but here, August 1st, and uh, so if you want to give Papa Baruti and Mama Yaya a call at 404-753-7237, 404-753-7237. Have them enrolled in the African Center Homeschool. You can send an email to Yabruti at Yahoo or M Mawalimu 
Baruti at Yahoo. So, yeah. School starts back. African Student School. The Common Sense Security this past Saturday was outstanding. Oh, man. Baba Baruti just, yeah. So many ways to keep yourself safe. Don't even think about it, and you become very relaxed. But keep your home safe. You, we, brothers and sisters, you know we live in a very tenuous position in this country. You're not made to feel that way. You're made to feel like you're a good citizen and nothing could happen to you. Just going about your life. Because that has happened to so many people for so many years. But at any moment, at any moment, that's why it's important for you to be able to protect yourself and protect your family and protect your possessions. Common sense, security. Liberated Minds. Their expo is the 21st, July, Friday, July 21st, Saturday, July 22nd, and Sunday, July 23rd. Liberated Minds is going to be at the Piedmont Technical College and Conference Center. Three incredible days or 50 workshops. Oh, man, it's going to be empowering. Go to liberatedmindsexpo.com, liberatedmindsexpo.com. One of the keynote speakers is Baba Baruti. The identity of an African-centered education. The identity of an African-centered educator. That's what he is. He is an African-centered educator. So check out Liberated Minds. The hunt is on. The next um, quarterly will be August 5th. Saturday, August 5th from 12 noon to from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time. The hunt is on. Yeah, menticide. And that's going to be that Saturday. Make your donation $10. $5 for Warriors in Training. If you want to use PayPal, Yabaruti at Yahoo. Or if you want to use Cash App, dollar sign, Yaya, the letter M, Baruti, B-A-R-U-T-I. Remember, to put the pertinent information. The hunt is on. Your name and your email address so they can send you this link. They can send you the link. Yeah. I really enjoyed Common Sense Security this past Saturday. Sister Circle with Mama Inia Baruti. That's going to be the same day, Saturday, August 5th, from 4 to 6 p.m. From 4 to 6 p.m. Embracing African Womanhood. Embracing African womanhood. The same thing applies. The, the uh, PayPal, $10 for adults and $5 for teens using PayPal or Cash App. Uh, pertinent information, African womanhood, your name and your email address so they can send you the link. Save the date, family. African Warriors Day, Saturday, September 16th. Saturday, September 16th, African Warriors Day. A very important note, Africans, in previous years, Baba Baruti and the Babas, the brothers, celebrated African Warrior Men's Day in September. And Inia and the sisters, the mamas, celebrated African Women's Day in December. This year, and ongoing and going forward, 
we will combine these celebrations into one joint celebration for us all in September. And we hope to see you there. Habibi Fahodiye. Habibi Fahodiye family. Yeah. So, there it is. All right, family. The Inya. The Inya Sassim of daily revolutionary thought. July 9th, we must be about the business of liberating the minds of African children. In order for that to occur, the minds of all Africans who interact with them must also be liberated. There is no other way. I repeat, there is no other way. Dr. Bobby Wright. Europeans should never be present in the classrooms of our children. Their tainted truth should never enter our children's ears or minds. Relying on them to tell our story and then define us from ourselves is a sad statement about our will to be Africans. They are absolutely incapable of teaching our children of their true power and responsibility uh, use and responsible use of it in our community. Neither is any African potency in the words of Negroes. They cannot be because of their influence leads to subintegrationist suicide. They are not willing to die against and they're not willing to fight against the lies that betray our people's interests. They bring them. Moreover, today, their primary mission, evidence in virtually every school system where our children are found, is to serve as the colored administrators who reintroduce European teachers to our children's classroom so that it does not appear as a European subintegrationist initiative. No one can work for and against our children at the same time. Either you are with us or you are against us. Either you're in the house or you're out of the house. Affirm our work to liberate our children's minds from Europeanness. Affirm our work to liberate our children's minds from Urugu. July 10th. Revolution is not a speed race. It is a race for he who runs to the end of his life. It is not a race for race horses. It is a race for war horses. Wami Teray. Warriors are not an accident of birth. We were planned. We just have to see the plan. European science would have us believe there is no plan. They would have us believe that we just happened. They would have us believe that there is no ancestral connection. They would have us believe that we are not given instructions, a mission before returning to this battlefield. And as long as we believe this idiocy and operate as Negroes and lost souls in a reality where everything white is to be feared and held in awe and everything of our tradition is to be abhorred. And dismissed as backwards. Insanity. We will subsist as a living dead. Dismissed by our children. 
the shame of our ancestors, consciously disconnected from spirit through intimidation of despiritualized lesser gods. Becoming warriors is not an accident of birth. It is a choice made before birth, realized after. As our name implies, we are here to wage war against our people's enemies, whether in preparation or an actual physical fulfillment of the dream. We are warriors in fact. We have no choice. We owe these those we we owe those who battled before, those who were without defense and hope today, and our reinforcements to yet to come. Affirm, I am no accident. I am the ancestor's intent. Affirm, I am no accident. I am the ancestor's intent. Dr. Bobby Wright, huh? Yeah, psychopathic racial personality. I read that last week since I uh, didn't get a a, uh, a guest. And so Mama Marimba texted me. She said, hey, send me your address. So I sent it and she sent me the African world. That's right. Some copies of the African world that were handed out at the Bacchus Sim Sum. Over 32 pages. Over 32 pages of, oh, just, there, there is no BS on any page. On any page. All of it is geared towards the liberation of the minds of African people. Outstanding, Mama Marimba. Yeah. So I'm not going to, I'm going to go through it today. And uh, later we'll pick out some articles and some things to read to give you an idea. Man, it's just great. It is just great. It's, this newsletter gets better and better. It just gets gooder and gooder. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely going to read African Sovereignty Impairment Imperative. The African Sovereignty Imperative. Baba Baruti. Definitely read that. That's a pretty nice size. All these are great articles and they're pretty in depth. You know. And um, a lot of young people, some young folks are writing and work that is being done on the continent and in our communities, paying honor to those who came before us and also to uh, things that are happening. Let's see, Baba Hakima and uh, African communalism in the 21st century, of course, he has the uh, us lifting us and they're embarking upon a new uh, strategy to get our people involved. So we need to give Baba Kima a call for us lifting us. Yeah. It's a good article here. Good article. Man. Also too, um, Matulu Shakur, ah, brother Obamwali Ashe, brother young brother, education for real, for revolution in Guinea Bissau and Cape Verde. Yeah, a very good, thirty-two pages, beautiful uh, pictures, tributes to brothers who become ancestors, who become nanas. So when you hear 
we know Nana's like grandmother, but when you hear the word Nana and it's attached to a male or female, <clears throat> particularly male, it means that he's an ancestor. Nana, Nana Clark, Nana Amos Wilson, and so forth. Ah, oh, my sister, Sister Evelyn Dudayami in Tanzania. African health system in the wake of COVID-19. Yeah, the objectives. Oh, that's going to be a good read. And of course, uh, once again, the Baba Baruti, grounding. Yesafo in Yesasim, warrior wisdom. Yeah. A outstanding article, Becoming, an ongoing process of re-Africanization, a letter from prison, becoming a full page on African martial arts. Yeah, the fact that that one on prison is two pages, brother's written, and the books that he's read, yeah. And then uh, there's a page on African, Habakkuk and Sumsum, World African Sovereignty, pledges, age-grade pledges from Mina to all the way into Bakulu to Inturu to Elders and be two and two Belazi the Belazi 13 to 25 that's the young people I was working with with them and had done some work with yeah man in fact here's a, here's a piece I'm going to read right now Abaka Sim, non-negotiable, non-negotiable principles of commitment. Abaka Sim, so, so. Our constant and supreme objective, our constant and supreme objective is world African sovereignty. I repeat, world African sovereignty. We commit our mind, body, in spirit to the building of an African world order. African sovereignty is based on Ma'at. Our social order must be consistent with African spiritual philosophy. Our value and belief systems are reflections of the African worldview. Spirit is political. Ancestral power strengthens us and guides us as we wage war. We are therefore committed to the development of African spiritual warfare. We believe in ancestral communion and we are committed to understanding how it functions in our daily lives because of our reciprocal and innate relationship to our ancestors. The proliferation of African life is of paramount importance to us. The proliferation Sorry, family. Proliferation of African life is gotta have. We need we need those who can come behind us. Therefore, any therefore any lifestyle or political, social, or economic policy or action that threatens African life, we define as an act of war against ourselves and against our ancestors. We are clear in our definition of African family. 
has a man, a woman, and children. And we are committed to this development and defense. As Africans, we recognize two genders and understand that it is only through the union of a natural African man and a natural African woman that our ancestors can return. It is only through a union of a natural African man and a natural African woman that our ancestors can return. Non-negotiable principles of commitment. They have a page towards the end here with um, the truth of voice, the poetry of Nana Lester Velt Middleton. Brother Lester Velt Middleton, I've always said to you, family, go online, go to YouTube, put in Lester Velt Middleton for many of the um, interviews with some of our great scholars some of them just like he is an ancestor you know so I suggest that you do that he has a lot of poetry here it's just beautiful just beautiful some tribute poetry of Lester Velt Middleton yeah then on the next page Nana Clark some quotes by Nana Clark I'm going to read some of them uh, if you've listened to this program you know my profound appreciation deep love and respect for Nana John and Henry Clark one of the one of the highlights of my life is having the opportunity to sit, literally sit at the feet of Dr. John Henry Clark. Had lunch with him. Wow. Baby. <laughs> yeah. Man. Powerful people never educate powerless people in how to take their power away from them. Booker T. Washington developed an educational system that was good then and is good now. Had we followed that system and paid respect to him, we would never see a white plumber in a black neighborhood because we would have our own. If you live in a brick house, you should have a brick yard. If you wear leather shoes, tan your own leather and make them. Education for a new reality in the African world must be an education that enables the African to handle all of the well-producing resources of Africa. An education that enables the African to manage and market those resources. An education that enables the generation still to come to do the same thing. There's a need to build a network of educational systems to train a billion people to face this reality. We can, cre we can create an economic system furnishing goods and services to each other. Here's a picture that uh, Mama Marimba put in there. 
Dr. Clark was holding her daughter Jifa on the eve of the Second World War, African education was mistakenly turned toward the liberal arts, the same mistake that was made in Africa and in the Caribbean. Education for a new reality must take one thing into consideration. To, man to maintain a nation, there is a need to train large numbers of people consistently in the basic skills of nation management. We must stop asking other people to do for us what we must learn to do for ourselves with a great skill and consistency. We must produce a generation who believe they can rule the state again. We must produce a caliber of young people who can take on the loneliness of struggle. Education for nation management. Nation management is our only hope. Nation management is our only hope. Education has but one honorable purpose, and that is to train the student to be a proper handler of power. If your education hasn't one thing, excuse me, if your educational hasn't won that, then you've got a sham education. If your education and your educational hasn't done that, you have a sham education. Education must be education for self-reliance, nation management, nation maintenance in every regard. Eventually, Africans must learn how to design and make every needed facility used in the African world, from a safety pin to a locomotive and to an airplane. Everything that Africa needs, Africa must produce. Everything that Africa needs, Africa must produce. We must have laborers, brothers and sisters, who will put down the, the, the tracks for railroads throughout the continent. Put down the concrete for roads that link Africans from north, south, east to west across the sand. Everything. By a serious study of our historical past, we might have a more correct bearing on the present and more confident view of the future. This is the basis of our education for a new reality. Let me read that again. By a serious study, by a serious study of our historical past, we must have a more correct bearing on the present and a more confident view of the future. It's the same quote that I had uh, many years ago. We must learn from our past so we can understand the present. So therefore, we can, we can prepare for a future. A serious study of the historical past. We have a more correct bearing on what's happening now. And more confident view of our future. This is the basis of our education for a new reality. A large number of African children should be chosen at birth and trained toward these ends 
and all education should be toward the total sovereignty of African people. As African children, we recognize those who have various strengths and and we guide those individuals to certain areas for African sovereignty, maybe management, maybe maintenance, maybe technical, whatever it is that the children, the child and the children possess and can be directed in, we take them there. We hone that skill. And we make more of them and more of them. As you can see, we can't do it in this society. It is very difficult when you're bombarded 24-7, 365 with images and notions of your inability, your, your inferiority, your foolishness. Brother Irv, Brother Irv Lewis, my good brother, co-host sometimes and just good friend, sent me a propaganda piece that was being discussed by some Caucasians uh, that were produced way back when. What became clear to me about the propaganda piece is why Caucasians want to not deal with the history. It, it, it reminds me of when I was a child. I'm talking about 50s. I was born in the early 50s. So I grew up in the 50s. And in the 50s, you got these newsreels that talked about the glorification of, of, of Caucasians and their ability to defend and fight off and so forth and to, sub, to subdue lands and animal, you know all of this glorification of Caucasians and of course in the 60s that changed particularly in the latter part of the 60s and to some degree in the 70s and we, we advocated strongly for African centered education well no I apologize we advocated strongly for black studies Black studies. We didn't say African-centered studies. No, unfortunately not. And and so we just wanted them. It didn't matter who taught them. That's what I'm saying. That's why what what I said in this other piece. Uh, we must teach them. Nobody should teach our children but us. But us. That is our responsibility. If we are to have a group of men and women who will lead us out of this mess, we have to train them. We have to eat. We have to educate them. That is our responsibility. When you looked at what Brother Irv sent me and you hear uh, some of the trailers from you know early on and dramatizations about the wars and so forth, how they neglected to mention the captivity of African people, you know. And then later on when they did start talking about it and then showing it, they would 
you know, this is how Caucasian, you know, they're very, very regimented. Very, and then they talk about us and we dancing and eating watermelon. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt about it, family. That what Europeans have done, Europeans continue to do. They continue to do. This is not a, a new age where enlightenment happens to them and they want to be fair and honest and just. That's not in them. They will continue to do. When I come back from the break uh, towards the end is the um, honoring political prisoners and a uh, piece on Dr. Mutulu Shakur, uh, Tupac Shakur's stepfather. He was married to Afini Shakur. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about that. And a personal note from Mama Marimba as it relates to Tulu Shakur. And uh, and other political prisoners, Mamia Abu Jamal, of course, Jameem Abdul El Amin. You know, how you can contact them and what they're going through. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna take a break. And also too, on the back page of the magazine is the Ancestral Wall, Brother Jerry Johnson in Pram in the area of Pram Pram East part of Ghana the the ancestral wall and boy it stretches out and some new paper and of course of the library the research libraries which of course when I was there back in 19 which is uh, 2019 yeah but see you got to understand something brothers and sisters you build when you have the resources to build you know the resources you don't build and so but it's it's erected and three stories high and you see the stuff inside so it, it, it is it is taking shape the research uh, the resource library is taking shape that's going to be good good learning center for brothers and sisters to come you know to the east in Ghana the resource library So I'm going to do that when we come back. Like I said, the African World Newsletter, the African World's newspaper, 32 pages long, just dynamic. I thank Mama Marimba for sending me. And of course, I will be reading from this from time to time. Also, too, i got to contact the Arrow. They're, they're the ones that printed this. They've been printing the African World for many years. And I, I, I got to call them, find a way to re, to re-subscribe to the Af- the Arrow, the Arrow. You know, they're out of San Antonio, Texas, but it's a good, and and the narratives coming from Papa Papa Phil, who's the ancestor too. He, you know, just outstanding. In fact, I was. I know I could probably get that information from Brother Kofi Taharka of the National Black United Front. 
because he's there in Houston and uh, the brothers and sisters from San Antonio, I'll never forget that when he had that convention in Houston, that shape at the shape center. Had they not come along and brought a busload of folks, man, and they were beautiful, beautiful young people. And when we had our dinner that, that Saturday evening, everybody dressed in their everybody dressed in their African clothes and gay ladies and so forth. Beautiful. So yeah. So yeah. So I'm going to uh, take a break, and when we come back from the break, we'll talk more and go through the um, the newsletter or the news African Center newspaper. I must have did something. Well, something happened again here, family. Okay. And I believe I'm still on. I believe I am still on. Just a different uh, look, different page here for me. And um, that was surprising. I. <laughs> But I know I'm still on. At least I hope. But if I'm not still on, somebody give me a call at four one four two one five. No, excuse me, four one four three two four five seven nine six, or text me, brother Oshi. You're not on, but I believe that I am still on. And it just said it's presented a different uh, page. Yeah. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on TimeForAwakening.com and BlackTalkRadioNetwork.com. We'll be right back. Stay with us. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network for podcasting or live program scheduling. Hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. War slipping into darkness. Pretty soon you're going to pay. That's for sure. Man, in fact, um, Brother um, Irv sent me a piece as I mentioned earlier, but also to Brother Ralph, who is getting back from Tanzania. Can't wait to talk to Ralph. He sent me a piece on the um, 
administration talking about the White House, this administration, Biden's administration, talking about blocking the sun's rays to slow down global warming. Yeah. Blocking the sun's rays to slow down global warming. I don't see that happening. Maybe I'm going to go through that article and maybe send it, get it, get it to you to see what you think. <laughs> going to block the sun's rays. You know, I know they, they, they're always talking about doing all kind of stuff in space. You know, they got the one where they can block um, a defense shield. You know, remember that? Star Star Wars or some shit like that. I don't know. We got a caller here. Let me take this caller. We got a caller. 334, 334. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Brother O.C. Peace and blessings, brother. How are you? I'm doing well, man. How you doing? Oh, man, these last past couple of weeks has been uh, challenging, but uh, it finalized itself on this past Saturday. And uh, here in Montgomery, we were able to have a Ma'ata commemoration to honor and remember the ancestors that uh, went off well. So those Beautiful. Who were in uh, Beautiful. Ashe. Uh, really enjoyed themselves, really enjoyed the fellowship. Even though we were in competition with the other activities here in the area, but those who will let them come, and uh, right. we were all in one accord. So, right yeah, on. so I just thought I'd check in with you. And well, I appreciate pass that. Pass on that news here. Yeah. And uh, looking for the next one next year. <laughs> right on. Well, you know, uh, sometimes they, they, they're always going to be some kind of conflicting schedule, but still, you, 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 go, you, you do it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. You do it anyway. Yes, and for those who are going to be there, they will be there. And recognizing the importance of a communion and commemoration, they will be there. Yes, so that was outstanding, my brother. Thank outstanding you. Thank organizing. you. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, you know, I've been uh, teaching myself uh, djembe drumming and stuff. So I was <laughs> only using because not very many people that's in the city proper that uh, does that kind of activity. Okay. But, you know, I managed to hold my own, though. <laughs> right on, brother. That, that's a real good one, man. <laughs> right on. We'll continue to do it. Continue to practice. Continue to listen, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, yes, you're sir. Intelligent. Yes, you're, well, you're an intelligent brother, so you can be self-taught. <laughs> you got oh, that yeah. spirit. Oh, you got yeah. that spirit, too. Oh, but, uh, yeah. But it, it was really nice, and, um, and it, it, it all went well. I mean, yes, we had inclement weather conditions here. Um, we had the humidity and heat, um, yeah. and in, also in addition to the uh, storm that popped up, too, that yeah. kind of cut things short. But be that as it may, we were together. Right on. And uh, we had some good time. A large contingent of uh, of our attendees were from Birmingham, Alabama. Is that right? Oh, okay. That's right. They came down, man, mm-hmm. and took that trick. They had a couple of representatives from uh, Tuskegee uh, and uh one from Tennessee and one from Georgia. I, I forget the brother. He, his son, and his grandson were all there together. So, so what um, do you call the event? You know, I'm sorry. What 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 do you call the event? What is it? Okay, it's called the, the Montgomery Maafa Commemoration. The Montgomery Maafa Commemoration. All right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you uh, if you Google uh, Montgomery Maafa, mm-hmm. um, it'll start to populate okay. um, 
with the past and what we've been doing. This is our actually our 12th wow. year that we've completed. Okay. And so is although it... we may not be as strong as New Orleans or San Francisco Bay Area or other people have done it, but we're holding our own right here on. in the great state of Alabama. Right and on. also one other small little piece because we were trying to uh, push that a lot. Yesterday, mm-hmm. July 9th, marked approximately 163 years since the Clotilda, the very last documented slave vessel, was brought to the United States, most particularly in Mobile Bay. And its inhabitants created Africatown. So that's why we like to kind of keep it around July 9th. Okay. uh, Because it's significant. And, um, you know, so we were really pushing that. And maybe, maybe next year we'll probably advance ourselves with regards to uh, electronic transmission, um, trying to get folks keyed in electronically, uh, through mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. other kinds of telecommunications. So you That's may not have to leave. Yeah. Well, no, I'm gonna tell you. I, I tell you, we'll we'll be in communications. Maybe uh, me and some other brothers and sisters can make our way to uh, you know Montgomery, Alabama, to participate in sure. the Maafa celebrate sure. the Maafa sure. commemoration. Yeah. Yes, sir. And bring your noisemakers, man. Yeah, uh, all okay. The way from, uh, if you got your kalimbas or your uh, <laughs> shakeray, come on. Whatever, if you got a shakeray, whatever you got, bring it. <laughs> right <laughs> on. Whistle, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad everything went well, and and uh, let's say, well, I know we'll be in communication. I know you'll be listening. Yes. You know, yes. But uh, we'll, we'll uh, promote that uh, next year when it's going to happen, and uh, hopefully. Uh, brothers and sisters who are here and want to participate with you guys in Montgomery, Alabama, and also too, they have a chance to go to uh, the museum and to the memorial. That's right. You know, so there's a lot yes. of stuff that can be done to make it a good weekend. Um, you know, yes. in in Montgomery. Um, let me see where. Uh, let me look at the date upcoming with that for next year. Would be that's right. It'd be July 13th on a Saturday. Yeah, so. Second Saturday. Saturday in July. July 13th. Second Saturday in July. Yeah. And it's the first Saturday where New Orleans has their Ma'afa commemoration. You know, always okay. the um, uh, uh, Ebony, uh, not Ebony, uh, Essence. Oh, yeah, the uh, Essence Festival. Festival. In New Orleans, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, I mean, last weekend to see a huge number of people all dressed in white, right? Yeah. And with the incense flowing and the yeah. the. Oh, it was just yeah, a beautiful, beautiful. sight. Right but no, I wasn't there, but mm-hmm. you can uh, Google things of what they've already transmitted on the airwaves there. Mm-hmm. And so that same kind and type of essence um, was one of the things that I hope to try to bring here to the Montgomery area. And, right on. And, and, yeah, and Brother brother Oshie, not no disrespect to those ancestors of the civil rights, right? No, mm-hmm. we Yes, we know about Vernon Johns. To some degree. Sure, yes, sure. we know about Rosa Parks, and yes, we know about Martin Luther King and um, Bayard Rustin, and all of those familiar names that were part of this movement here, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but there are things that happened prior to that. Um, one of the other essential features that we had a chance to gather around Montgomery's slave market marker. So just like in Richmond, Virginia, I think there's a stone that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, talked about the, the selling of slave oh, right. I'm sorry, enslaved people there, right? Well, Montgomery, Alabama had the same thing, too. It was no different 
mm-hmm. is, is in any other American city. That's right. And so, especially in any other American uh, city in the South that dealt in with, the South, yeah, in, in the South that dealt with uh, right. the, the trading and That's selling right. of our people. You know, they just opened yes. up the museum in South Carolina, and yes, and, 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 yes, and it is believed where the museum is open was one of the uh, ships that would come into that particular area because right on the uh, right on the ocean there in South Carolina. Uh-huh. And um, so that is something that uh, they feel is very important uh, because of the feeling of the ancestral spirit in that particular yes. area and on the museum. Yeah. Yes. So. And uh, we, too, have had that opportunity to uh, uh, deposit white carnations as well as mm-hmm. fruit and vegetable offerings into the yeah. Alabama River. Uh, which okay. was participated by all who was in attendance. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a pretty nice little weekend. So right on, brother. Couple, I well, thank been, you. I been on the show, but I have been kind of tidbit here and there mm-hmm. uh, listening. And, but we it culminated on Saturday past. And, uh, hey, just waiting for number 13. <laughs> right on, I say. Brother Ted Lust family doing an outstanding job in Montgomery, Alabama, with continuing to, to enlighten our people to get them involved in, in, in the good work that he is doing there to raise the consciousness of, of brothers and sisters and make them understand how important it is that we honor our ancestors. You know, right it's on. It's Appreciate you. It's right on, brother. Peace to you. Peace, okay. peace and blessings. Peace and love. All right. Yeah, Brother Ted is a good man. Uh, yeah, I, I first seen him, we were organizing on Dr. Uh, my good, my good brothers, we were working with a, a memorial, you know, that unfortunately didn't happen. That's not going to happen, you know, for Dr. William Rogers for a number of reasons. Because a lot of times when people say they want to do something, I wonder, are going to do something. Unfortunately, sometimes they don't do it. And so, um, there's not going to be a memorial service um, August 5th for Dr. William Rogers. And that's that's unfortunate. And um, maybe those who are organizing can come together and decide or talk about some other way to. The brother needs to be recognized, to be honored. He's a good man. Um, you know, when he came to Milwaukee, I never forget. You know, I've been working with Dr. William Rogers for many, many years. Me and him helped establish the 100 black men in Milwaukee and other organizations and other things that were happening. It was a pleasure and a privilege and an honor to work with Dr. William Rogers. And so it's unfortunate that we're not going to be able to have that memorial. But we'll, we'll work out something else. So once again, we're getting back to the newspaper, the um, African world. And this is the 2023 edition. And there's 30-something pages, 32 pages of the African world. And on the back end of it is a tribute to Baba Mutulu Shakur, an African paragon. And a personal note from Mama Marimba that I'm going to read. Uh, It's a life of resistance. And, you know, he was in it. And then... On the next page is honoring our political prisoners. Yeah, Sandiata Kole, who's been in prison.
prison for 50 years. Kamal Sadiq, 21 years. Imam Jamil Alameen, Jamil Alameen, 21 years. Mumia Abu Jamal, 40 years. And Brother Varenza Bowers. How long has he been? About 50, 50 years. These men have made tremendous sacrifice doing the work. Many times they are trumped up. I know we, many of us have followed, particularly Mumia Abu Jamal. So I'm going to get back to these brothers and sisters, back to these particular brothers because that little uh, right upon them and, and the amount of years that they have been incarcerated. And uh, these are the political. I remember finding I didn't know about Sandiata Kole and in National Black United Front, MBUF. We um, honor and try to talk with and do some things with our political prisoners, writing campaigns and so forth. Let them know that they are not forgotten and that those of us on the outside still honor and committed and committed to their struggle. Baba Matulu Shakur passed just recently. Um, he passed, I think, was it 6th? Yeah, July 6th. And, um, you know, those who are incarcerated, those who are incarcerated that you may understand um, that the, the charges against them may not be true. Because those who take a strong position against the system this system finds a way to try to silence you. The system finds a way to discredit you. To make you look really bad in the eyes of your people. And that works sometimes for some of the weaker brothers and sisters. But for those who love and respect and honor those fighters I never forget when I started reading up on Mumia Abu Jamal back in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was the early 80s that he went into prison. 81. It's been there since 81. You know. That we have to make him look really bad in your eyes into the eyes of your people so you will just forget him or her and move on you know <sighs> but some of them who have stood the test I, I would hope that soon that Brother Mumia would, would get out and all the political prisoners 
would be out. You know that's not going to happen. We were blessed that Mutula, uh, Mutula Shakura was out because his health was deteriorating. It seems like by the time you you are let go, that's when your health is so bad. And they say, well, he's going to be dying soon, so here, go ahead. A personal note from Mama Marimba. Once again, this newspaper, she is the main producer of the newspaper. She's the managing editor. And there's a lot of other brothers and sisters who work with Mama Marimba to put together this publication, you know, and it really is outstanding <whistles> publication. We have a caller. 443-443, good afternoon. 443-443, good afternoon. Baba Oshi, how are you, my brother? Hey, man, what's happening? Thank you once again for that piece you sent me. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm so... You know, I've been tell you, what needs to happen, like people need to look at that because that's that's what this whole thing against woke, I hate that shit, that they co-opted, uh, they, that they co-op words and then they, you know, I, I hate this system, I really do. But you have DeSantis in Florida and you have many others who are against critical race theory, which was not being taught in schools. It was a college course to look at uh, critically what has happened to African people, you know, based on the history and based on what things are still happening today to, to us, you know, but then they, they flipped that whole thing around. And what you've seen, what you sent me was uh, many of the um, movie and documentaries giving mm -hmm. honor and That's praise, the... giving honor and praise right. to Caucasians, you know. Right. Yeah. And denigrating. Okay, and those, and those are the things that support support the, the brainwashing or, or, or can I say it another way, the operating system that was installed into us. Yeah. Because out the, we have to we have to completely uh, uh, we have to completely uninstall this operating system and then reinstall right. another operating system. Right. Because what's happening is we're working on autopilot. When we see things that, that make us remember uh, and I'm remembering stuff like the, the, the cherry tree getting chopped down and the, the Santa Maria and the Plinus Polina, right, whatever right. it is. I neither, remember neither, that neither stuff. Neither the Santa Maria of, of Columbus or remember the Alamo. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. Remember that? All this is on automatic yeah. pilot with me. Mm -hmm. I, it's like an algorithm. It, it, it was a, I was I was inundated with this, so mm -hmm. I was indoctrinated. So I don't even have right. to think about it anymore. So we got to uninstall that operating system, right. Baba Ocean, and, so, and, 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 and reinstall an Afro-centered operating right. system. And we see, you can see that. And, and, and Let me say this: say you can you can look at that based upon what's happening now. They are talking about the Caucasians are talking about indoctrination. They are talking about 
indoctrination from the perspective of where we're coming from with African-centeredness, with the truth of the history and, 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 and what they have done. They don't want that. They don't no. want their stu- they don't want Caucasian children to feel bad about no. who they are. But they don't give a damn about us and indigenous people for, for what they have done to us. And, and to me, to me, they should, excuse me, I was about to say something cussing, man, you know, because they <laughs> should feel bad because what they did to us was inhumane. What they did to us to, to, to degrade us, to dehumanize us. And yet, you know, they don't want to talk about that. And yet what they did to us has still have and will have ramifications in, on us until we change it. Because generations many, to come. Right. Yeah. Because many of us are deeply affected by it. Many of us, uh, how we operate, how we think, the, the things that we want to go after. Many of us, because what they did to us was a part of a self-hating process. Yeah. A degrading That's- and dehumanizing process to make us feel bad about how we look, our hair, the our nose, our lips, the deep color of our skin, to hate something African, to hate something dark, to hate something black, and to give honor and reverence to white. Right. Right. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. And, and my brother, real quickly, and I'm going to let someone else get on, I listened to a, the brother... Um, the brother Cornell West the other day, he was talking about brother Omar mm-hmm. and he was, and, and, and this is brothers like Cornell West to me are the most dangerous people in the world mm. because the brother is, the brother's an intellectual. Don't get me twisted. Right. This yeah. brother is, yeah. he didn't forget more than I probably will ever know. Right. But what he, but what he, but what has happened to him is when he was, when they taught him the religion, he, he, the religion consumed him. Yes. So now he he yes. doesn't put black first. Mm-hmm. He, he he'll say my brother, but then he goes to the white woman that or the white people and but my brothers and we're all brothers. But when we look at this brother thing, why is the white man always on top and the black man appears to be always trying to catch up because he has a four hundred year head start. Right. That's why. Right. That's why. So let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. No, 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 brother. No, brother. We can't live in the past. The <laughs> past is, is, is the present. The reason we're where we are now is because of the past. Mm-hmm. And if we don't change the mindset, if we don't move towards an African-centered education, philosophy, we're going to continue to go down this road of destruction because white people are imploding. They're eating, they're eating their young. Mm. They, 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 they live in a delusional state. They, have, they think they have the power that they had before, and the power is quickly eroding from them. It's eroding every day. They lose more and more power. And what does an uh, animal do when he gets back into a corner? He That's starts right. doing crazy things. That's he puts right. on a dress with a beard, and mm. he, he takes his children, and he, he does all kinds. He can't see straight. He's delusional because he's losing He's losing the what little sanity that he had that he had in him because the white people have no sanity. They they, right. they have no God. They they have no. Well, they have they, all they all they live is for. Well, they're the losing. Power. They're they're losing a grip on their reality. The problem that yes. we have is that yes. we experience their reality as well. 
And, and, and yeah. that's why I keep saying that power is the ability to define reality. We need to define yeah. our reality. We need to shape reality yeah. in our image and in our interest to the hell with them. If they're going to fall off and die on the vine, so be it. They yeah. deserve it so be- based on yeah. what they have done to humanity. You know? That's correct. So and you're feeling. I have no problem you're at feeling. all. No, that's why you have all this extreme weather mm-hmm. and extreme conditions. Because yeah. these people have destroyed the planet. Yes. They're destroying themselves, and they're trying to take us with them. And if we as a people don't wake up, if we don't wake up and realize that we, if we have, Africa has to unite mm-hmm. and just a little bit, it scares these white people. I mean, you got Biden just sent some cluster bombs over to Ukraine. These that's crazy. bombs have been outlawed for years. Yeah, the Ukraine. that's crazy. He said cluster. I mean, this humanitarian guy that wants to help the world he sent cluster bombs mm-hmm. that will kill children, men, anything. One bomb, and then thirty-two hundred other bombs come out that bomb. Yeah. I said, so there's, so these people have no, they have no conscience, they have no more, no, no more anything. Their morality is, is eroded. They mm-hmm. have, there's no, they're shallow. There's no inside to white people. They're a shell. They, they cast a big shadow, but there's nothing there but evil. Yeah. And when there's evil, that, that the definition of evil is the absence of God. So they have no God. God is their money. Yeah. I'm going to stop, Brother Oshie, because I right. get excited because I'm I passionate about this. Because I understand, if this is, we're the last line, bro. When we go, if our children are prepared in knowledge, they will fall for this okey-doke. Yeah. And that's all this is. This is smoke and mirrors. That's all it is. When you look at TV, it's smoke. I just saw the other day, I looked at TV, and, and they're starting to get it. Jill Scott said something about Lizzo the other day. We're not fighting it. She says, I'm not fighting her, but it's inappropriate for her to get on stage in her underwear and shake her butt like that. That's, that's, that's nasty. For what? Money? And now it makes you feel some kind of way because yeah. she did it. Yeah. But, but, but these are my sisters. These are my sisters. So, these are my brothers. And we, are, we will not argue in public. We will speak and and right. civility and we'll, to and, each and other, we'll work but it we out. will say what has to be said. Right, That's we'll correct. work it out. We'll work it out, brother. Believe me. All right, work brother. It out. Brother, uh, go work it out. That's right. Okay. Thank you. Thank bet. you, no, thank thank you, you. brother. I'll, call, I'll talk to you later. I'm right. going to listen. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Bob Ocean. Two six seven, two six seven. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, hey, brother Ocean. Man, brother Ralph, how are you, dear brother? Welcome back. Man, I'm good, brother. Welcome Thank back. Thank you, brother. When, when, when Thank are we going to have time to talk about your your trip to Tanzania, man? A- a- anytime you wish, brother. Okay. Because there's so much. I, I tell you so what, next Monday. There. Next week, Monday. What? Next week, Monday. Uh, next a- week, Monday, I'll call you in and let you know all about the trip, the okay. history, okay. everything, man. So next how week, Monday, family. Devilish, the Portuguese. Yeah. How the devilish the Portuguese were. No, man. How they had to reach out to the Arab. Yeah. Then the Arab came down there. Mm. Then the Germans. Then the yeah. man. I, it's so much history, and them brothers yeah. and sisters know their history and everything, man. Right it on. was a beautiful experience. Right on. But you know, brother Oshi, I just got finished listening to brother Arab talk about how evil mm. the society we live in is, and I, I'm gonna tell you something, man. Like, I, and I, I got to keep saying it. In the words of Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, mm-hmm. if you don't know me by now, <laughs> you will never know me. Never, you know what I mean? So I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, beat that drum uh, mm-hmm. too much. But I did send you an article. 
mm-hmm. about how, you know. Yeah, the block know, of the sun. I, I know th- how they're going to block out the sun. Block out the and sun. And they are actually on. experimenting with that right now. That would be detrimental, Brother Oshie, if they yeah. do that. So, you know what so, I mean? So listen, listen. So instead of doing what the right thing is, finding ways to end the use of fossil fuels, finding ways to implement other natural forms of energy, i.e. solar and wind and so forth. No, we'll just block out the sun and continue to make big money off of oil, make big money off of of things that are hurting the ecology and messing up the ecology. Yeah, we'll continue to do that. it's just pure evil. It's pure evil. It is. There's no other word for yes, it. Yes, it uh, is. That's, that's what and who these people are. Mm. So we we shouldn't be surprised right. by what they do. Exactly. Now, now, with this reparations talk, you know, and I've talked to various people about this. Mm-hmm. It ain't no good in the devil, man. He do mm-hmm. what he do. He used us like an orange. He squirted out the juice. And he and he right now he's d- trying to decide what he's going to do with the pill. <laughs> now let me tell you what just happened out in Tulsa. The judge threw out the reparations claim from three people who who lived through that. Yeah. So if they did threw they that really? out, did they, they really? Uh, judge, I'm trying to find out if they were right. Republican or Democrat. Yeah. Because if well, it, that don't show you if that does not show you who and what we're dealing with. And all the and Cobra who got mm-hmm. who got a little bit of money, uh, and and all, some of these other folks that's running around here talking about reparations. Come on, man. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I mean, we're we're talking about a right way of thinking and knowing exactly what we're dealing with. Yeah. And, and yeah. until you know that, you're gonna go crazy. If we, if I get on here and tell you about how demo, demonic this man is. Mm-hmm. For the next two hours, I'm not saying nothing. I'm just rambling. And re- we got to come to a mindset where we got to deal with what's at hand, right? Right. And we that's do. the thing. It's on us. We got. They already that. showed their yeah. hand. Yeah, we got to put a strategy when together we and counter this. Gonna this is, get to, yeah. When are we going to get to the point to do something about it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that, that's that's my whole issue right with on. that, man. I mean, you know, I mean, this that, that judge, who I think it was a female judge, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, throw it out. So those three people who survived that Holocaust, uh, they, they, they throw it out. Yeah. So if yeah, they I saw them. That, I, you know, I was I was in Tulsa a few years ago for the commemorative of the um, massacre. And I seen those three individuals. They were given a horse-drawn carriage ride in the uh, par- in the in, in the parade. These were the last. I mean, remaining uh, a male and two females uh, who have experienced the Tulsa race massacre or the Tulsa massacre, I like to call it. And um, Oklahoma is very Republican, very conservative. The governor was adamant about you know, no reparations. Um, so I'm definitely not surprised. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, that, that's a painful reality, brother. Yeah. That's just what we are dealing with. These people survived the Holocaust. Yeah. The slaughter. It was no riot. No. It was murder. Right. It was mass it murder. It was mass murder. It was mass murder. 
by the U.S. Yeah. military and yes. deputized Klansmen. Yep. And this yep. wicked judge threw it out. So I just wanted to call and give yeah. us a little dose of reality on what we really, our mindset and how it's got to, yeah, we can get on here for two, three hours and talk about how wicked the devil is. Yeah. What that? What is that getting us? Yeah. We got to deal with ourselves, look in the mirror, and see what we're going to bring to the table. Right so, all right, brother. All right, brother Ralph. Call in well, thank you, know you my brother. Man. I look forward to our conversation next Monday, okay? Yes, sir. All right, brother Ralph. Take Peace care. to you. 646. 646, good afternoon. Hey, what's happening, Noshi? Hey, Jay. What's up? Hey, hey, listen. The reality, until you can get to the point to crush a cracker, takes something away from the cracker that deems to be of value to him, you go always be in this position. I mean, what what Ralph was just talking about in regards to Tulsa, that's not surprising. No. It's just sad right. that those no. three living, you know, brothers and sisters have to deal with that and address the reality that you ain't never going to get treated fairly by this cracker. So you got to finish, find a way how you punish him. That's all. I mean, until we get to that point, we ain't going nowhere. Reparations, any and everything. If you can't find a way to punish this white man, you just going to have to deal with whatever the hell he do to you. And it ain't like he cares about what he do to you. You know what so I mean? Because don't. he got too many within your men. He can give less than a rat's ass. He has no emotion, nothing. Just like I nah, read, don't, I don't know, you don't you, I, I don't know, last, last Friday, last, this past program, Friday, I read the Psychopathic Racial Personality essay by Dr. Bobby Wright, which I think is just dynamic. Because what they're saying is, in the relationship between the Caucasian, the Kraken, the European, Urugu, to us, they are psychopaths. Now, With OC, let me behavior. ask you this right quick. What year did he write that? 80. Late 70s okay, to 80. So, so, so you're saying that that right there is a 40-year-old thesis or the Kraken. Yes. And and, and 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 think about this. Now, this is what you got to think about. Some of us have had that information and ain't did a damn thing about it. Most of us don't accept that information and ain't did a damn thing about it. And the most egregious thing of all is that it's still applicable today. Right. So what did I tell you? What did I tell you about? our development to where as you know someone is a psychopath, a sicko, a threat, but yet you a still danger, deal with them. But you still want to embrace yeah, the basket. Right. Yes. I mean it's yeah. just you can't blame it all. We at the point now in our development, to be honest, where you can't blame it all on the white man no more. You gotta start blaming it on these Negroes like Perm Daddy and the rest who want to integrate in the system right. that doesn't want your black ass. Right. Every chance you get close to what you perceive is a hug, a kiss, 
a little bit of intercourse with this cracker, he pull away from you. Unless he going back door. You know what I mean? Mm. You, you, you really, in all honesty, ain't of no damn use to this cracker. He don't want you. He don't respect you. He don't like you. You're not the more than fellatio to the cracker. Mm. That's all you are. It's like, you know, I had to laugh. I was reading something today in the paper about separation from the new Supreme Court justice, the black one. The, the black one. We Katanji know the Brown other Jackson. one is, is, is with other. She said something about separation. Now listen, how could you, as a black woman, Ever talk about separation and you got white penis all up in you. <laughs> I mean, I just wanna I just wanna understand that logic. Cause I don't I don't understand separation, but you go home and lay up with the dog yeah. every night. Your yeah. master. That's a hell of a thing. Yeah. That's like she's she's really uh a a a a, a red slave. That's all. It's interesting is. that you know. Think about it. Seem, it seems like a prerequisite for your ass to sit on the Supreme Court. If you're a male uh, or a female, you must be married to Caucasian. You, yeah. You, you, you must have. You gotta have. Yeah. You gotta you have. Gotta a have allegiance. Syphilitic, you gotta yeah. have syphilitic pus all up in you. Right. You gotta have some allegiance. You have to have allegiance to who we are and what we're about for you to det- for you to to, to discuss and, well, and decide well, on well, issues Ochi. affecting this country. Ochi. Let me say this to you in, in closing. Hakeem Adabuti said in the 1970s, yeah. I think it was, yeah. the white man is your perpetual enemy. enemy. Yes, he is. And when the Negro, and when the Negro <laughs> got older and got a hold under the auspice of Grandpa Syndrome, he said that that was no more applicable. And it Man. made me cry. I know. It made me and, and sad. you know what? I seen. But I know the goddamn Negroes a lot. Listen, I seen Haki. I seen Haki. I didn't confront him anything because I, you know, I remember meeting Haki way back when he came to Milwaukee, and of course he was. In fact, I think he was still Don. He was Don L. Lee. Yeah. And so when I saw Don't him, I thought about that life. man. I saw him. Yeah, well, I, man, one of the books that I always recommend was Black Men Obsolete, Single, and Dangerous. Hey, you know, Enemy the Class of the Races. Yeah. In the book that he said, the book that he said, The White Man is the, Your Perpetual Enemy, was in the book From Plants to Planets. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget it. I read the book and it changed my life. Because yeah. I, I didn't understand it at first. And then one of my elders, one of my elders told me, after I had looked it up, mm-hmm. and I was like, damn, that fit the white man to a goddamn T. Yeah. And then years later, he told me that that's not true. The only thing that <laughs> saved me was my boy said, that Negro suffering from grandpa Paul syndrome. syndrome. I'm he just, now he that's just wanna, what it is. Just grandpa sit syndrome. Down you get older, and, yeah. you have grandkids, right, and you want to believe just, that your right. grandkids are going to be incorporated by this shit. cracker. And you just ride your years out. 
Well, let me let I'm me. I'm still working on it. Jay, let me catch another one. Just hang on, brother Jay. Appreciate Brand you, brother. man. Six oh two, six oh two. Good yes, afternoon. Hi, it is brother yes. Marcus. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, brother Oshie. Good, brother Marcus. You know, Good to hear you, brother Oshie. With this affirmative action thing that they roll back with black folks, yeah, and then they pushing the LGBTQ agenda. I wouldn't be surprised you're gonna see a lot of these weak Negroes jump on the LGBTQ bandwagon, you know, to get to to penetrate the system. You see, you know, to get anything out of the system, you know. I think that's where you're going to start. You're going to see more black people gravitating to that type of lifestyle because our people seem to like to take the line of least resistance. You know? I, so. God, I help. I, Marcus, I hope not. I pray not. But I understand what you're saying because many of us have because they feel that the more people jump on our side, even though they are gay, you know, they're liberal whites and so forth, the rainbow piece, then the stronger our position is, but that's not true. That's the exactly. weaker our position is. Because exactly. number one, when it's not African centered, it's not African. Exactly. It's Negro. Exactly. You know, exactly. it's compromising. You know, yes. it's yeah. Yes. So, yes. so so I hope I hope that's not the case, but yeah. if we use History as a as a guidepost and knowing the mentality of our people, all of these negroes go yeah. start the the, the, the negroes, man. Sad, you know, but um, you know, but let's see, let's let's see. You what know, happens. I took a position. Anyway. I took a position, brother Marcus, that you know, I'm not going to tell you about how to live and have the lifestyle that you have, but if you come and you want to be a part of the African-centered movement, there is no homosexual plank in the African-centered movement. There is no advocating about homosexuality and same-sex marriages and all this old madness. There is nothing. You keep that shit to yourself, and you can operate within the African... You don't approach no... If you are a homosexual male, you don't approach no other brothers and so forth. If you're a homosexual female, you don't try to get no sisters. No, but you can work. You can go ahead and work. But you keep that shit to yourself. Don't, yes, there, is, there, you know, there, there is no flag wavings and stuff like that. The only thing, the only thing that we're talking about is independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty for African people. And, and and as I read uh, from the uh, newsletter, from the uh, African World Newsletter, because I read the, uh, Mama Marimba's piece, um, let me see, I'm going to get it right here, so I'm going to make sure that we're clear about the commitment, on the commitment of, of what we're talking about. This is that, that the only thing is an African man and an African woman to produce African children. That's the family. That's the African family. And that's the only thing that we need to concern ourselves with is as the African family. You know, here it is right here. We are clear in our definition of African family has a man, a woman, and children. 
and we are committed to its development and defense. As Africans, we recognize two genders and understand it is only through the union of a natural man and the union of a natural woman that our ancestors can return. That our ancestors, they ain't going to return because you you with this woman or you with this man and you had some artificial insemination or some surrogate and now y'all got a baby, you know. No, that's not natural. I mean, that's a way for you and your man and you and your woman or your mate for y'all to have a child. That's not natural. But if that's what y'all want to do, y'all go ahead. But it's not African-centered. It's not who we are. It's, that's a part of this society that promotes that. This society. So, you know, I, I'm not condemning or condoning what you want to do as a man or a woman has relation to your sexuality. My contention is you keep it to yourself. If you want to be part of the African Center movement, you work towards that. Otherwise, you don't mess with it. It ain't for you then. Because it ain't about promoting sexual, the, uh, uh, sexual desires and intercourse with opposite sex. Next thing you know, you're going to have pedophilia. Then they'll take it to even another extreme, bestiality. <laughs> I tell you, Brother Marcus, it's a sick society that we live in. And then when you talk about a, 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 um, affirmative action, these crackers have had affirmative action for hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. And then when we're trying to make the society a little more just for us as it relates to us, they, they no, uh-uh, we're going to strike it down. Now we have a colorblind society. You mother, you never had and never will have a colorblind society. You never have and never will judge people on the truly on the content of character, not color of skin. No, stop it. You know, it's just like, it's just like uh, um, uh, reconstruction. Once the captivity was over, the reconstruction period lasted 10 years. Once these crackers started to challenge affirmative action, particularly in the fire service or public works jobs, it lasted 10 years. 10 years to correct decades and hundreds of years of, of, of misuse by Caucasians and, and for them to be able to do whatever the hell they wanted to do. There is no, and, I, and, I, and that's the problem that we have, family. There is no changing the minds of these folks. It can't happen. It's not going to happen. We cannot use moral persuasion on a people who have no morals. We cannot get them to see and recognize and respect our humanity. Because to them, we are less than human. We're three-fifths and they don't want to change that damn thing. It's easy to do. 
They just said, hey, the, uh, uh, the, the electoral college shit is over. It was sham to begin with, and it was done because of our, of our captivity. It's a sham. Because the Republicans in their mindset would never win a popular vote. Never. The Republicans haven't won a popular vote. Maybe Eisenhower. That long ago. But they'll never win a popular vote. They didn't win it for Nixon. They didn't win it for uh, Goldwater. They've never won the popular vote. I could be wrong. Maybe they won the popular vote with Reagan. I could be wrong. I don't give a damn because I couldn't stand Ronald Reagan. Couldn't stand him. I can't stand none of these folks. Ronald Reagan turned out to be one of the worst presidents, but no, uh, this man who's still trying to be president turns out to be one of the worst. There's nobody as messed up as that dude. <laughs> All right, family. <laughs> I'm going to, uh, um, Friday, the Pan-African Federalist Movement. I'll have somebody uh, from the Pan-African Federalist Movement. Wednesday, I'm going to get it off uh, again in the um, the African World newspaper. Read a couple of articles and discuss those. Man, I tell you, it's a, it, it is really deep, ain't it, family? It really is. But let's keep strong. Let's continue to do what we have to do as an African people. It is incumbent upon us. We keep relying and hoping and praying and believing that somehow this thing can change. And we look at some, some people who have set themselves up to have some kind of authority. I say to me, anybody that is not African-centered, and I, and I put emphasis on that, in their thinking and their application. Because if you're still trying to get this, these folks to do what you feel they should do, it's not going to happen. It hasn't happened. It's not happening now. And it ain't going to happen. We end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do it out, and they sure the hell don't want to pay for. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shemhotep, that means go in peace. Asante sana means thank you. Bibi Fahorie, Bibi Fahorie means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. See you on Wednesday, family. Peace. Be safe.